Well, today is Vision Sunday. If you didn't get your brochure, amen, too bad. No, I'm just kidding. Amen. It is Vision Sunday. We had brochures in the back. We'll get to that in a moment, but so excited about Vision Sunday, and, and we've been introducing it in the last, really, last year was our first year, and this is our second year kind of doing Vision Sunday, and so Vision Sunday is simply uh, looking back in gratitude and then looking forward in giving, and so uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about that and talk about where we've been this last year, how God's provided and all the things that uh, God has done, but also uh, where we want to go, where we feel God's calling us for 2024, and uh, can't believe I'm saying that, 2024, we're almost there, aren't we? We're right right there on the doorstep of a new year. But um, I want to talk a little bit about vision today and then um, get into kind of where, where we're going and what giving is all about. Amen. Turn with me to, in the Old Testament, to Habakkuk uh, chapter 2. This is um, towards the end of the Old Testament, uh, one of the um, minor prophets. Uh, it's on page 1370. I'm just kidding. Amen. That's only if you have my Bible. And uh, amen. But uh, Habakkuk chapter 2, a very familiar passage. I'm going to read the, the, the verse, the verses 2 and 3, with just a little bit of commentary in between to give us some clarity there. And then we're going to pray and talk about vision. The Bible says in Habakkuk chapter 2, uh, verses 2 and 3. And the Lord answered and said to me, write the vision, write what you see, make it plain upon tablets, write it in big block letters on billboard, uh, really that's what it means, large and clear, that whoever, uh, that who may run, people may run that read it, so that it may be read on the run, on the go, and they can rush to tell others about the vision. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. It's a message This message is a witness pointing to what's coming for the future time. But at the end, it will speak. It will not lie. It it really longs for the coming. It can hardly wait, the Bible says. It hurries towards the goal of fulfillment. This is talking about vision. And though it tarry, wait for it. Though it takes some time or it delays, wait for the vision. He's talking to this man of God. If it seems slow in coming, wait, do not despair because it will surely come. It's on its way for these things will surely come to pass. It will not tarry. It will come right on time. They will not be overdue one single day. The Bible told him to write the vision, make it plain, read it, and then run with it. Amen. How many believe that with vision, there's a few things that come. There's purpose, there's plans, there's partnership, and then there's provision. We want to talk about those things today. Amen. Father, we just thank you for such an awesome day, wonderful day, uh, a day that we can really be thankful for so many things. Uh, We could complain about so many things, but today, Lord, I choose to be thankful for so many things because, Lord, ultimately it's you who has blessed me. You've taken away, you've added, you've subtracted, but it's all been you. And I just give you praise and glory. And I'm not going to allow anything to discourage me today, but I'm going to look towards you today. But, Lord, as we open up the service of Vision Sunday, I pray that you would just bless, first of all, what you're going to say through me, Lord. And second of all, that you would bless, Lord, this time of vision and giving. Uh, this season of giving, Lord, bless a River Valley Church and the people here in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Write the vision, make it plain, read it, and then run with it. And he talked about those who run with the vision. The vision simply is the will of God. 
The vision is the, the de- the de- uh, really the, the uh, desire of the Lord, the passion of God, the will, the will. When we say the will of God, that is God's agenda. That is God's plans that he has. And, um, you know, I believe as Christians, we are to be busy working and building on what God wants to do. How many have spent a lifetime or a few years building on what you want to do? Building your dreams, building your desire, building what you want to do. How many know that only goes so far, right? It only looks so good. But when we build on what God wants and we begin to live in what God wants, it has eternal value. There is a, a satisfaction that comes in our hearts that, that money can't buy, right? That things can't get you, that material things really just, it just doesn't do it for you. Amen. But doing the will of God is the best thing. How many can lift your hand up and say, I love doing the will of God? The will of God is probably the best thing you can do. And you'll never be discouraged. You'll never be disappointed in what God has called you to do as far as um, the discouragement in God's plans. How many know they're always great? They're always good. They always work out, the Bible says, for the good of those who love him and called according to his purpose. So God has a great vision, a, a great will and great desires in mind and a great passion and dreams. And uh, I don't know about you, but God is, has been a dreamer from the very beginning. Amen. He, he just saw things before they ever were created. The Bible says, I believe that uh, before things began, before he created the world, he knew exactly what he wanted to do. He knew exactly what the trees would look like and the seas would look like and the fish in the sea and all those things. The Bible says he knows the end from the beginning. How many know God knows the end of all things, right? And aren't you glad that God knows the end of your life? The Bible says better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. Amen. And I'm going to help you, but the end of my life is going to be seeing him face to face. And so the end of a thing is better. Amen. And so God knows those things, but God wants to uh, really kind of reveal those things to us now, right now. And um, some of those things are huge and global and worldwide and Huge, but those, some of those things are very simple and very small and, and take um, just little steps to accomplish. But one of the things I want to talk to you today about is the four things I see about the vision of God. And that is, number one, the purpose. There is identity and purpose in the vision of God. When you have a vision, amen, in your life, how many know you begin to see uh, your how, your why, amen? You begin to see some things, and I believe that there is vision, in vision there is identity and purpose. So as a church, really, we begin to learn who we are and who and why we're together and what God has called us to and how we're going to get there, amen? So vision has identity and purpose. So uh, really what it is is your why helps you find your way. A lot of people are looking for their way, but they don't know their why. And when you find your why, amen, you'll know your way. Someone said this, if you know who you are, you'll know where to go. Amen? If you know who you are, you'll know where to go. And so a lot of people are looking where to go and everything. And so I love the fact that our identity is in Jesus Christ. And my purpose in life lies in him. Amen? Do you believe that? How many believe that, that your identity and purpose are in Jesus Christ? Amen? Well, that's what vision brings. And when there's a clear vision in your life, amen, you'll have those things. When there's not a clear vision, uh, you'll just jump in relationships, jump out of relationships. Um, You won't really... uh, be satisfied or happy in your marriage. Um, you, you won't understand how to raise kids right, and, and you won't understand uh, really how to be uh, successful in your job or whatever dreams God has put in your heart. Amen. Because you don't have vision. And when you don't have vision, you don't have identity, and you certainly don't have purpose. Uh, one of the things we see in Jesus' life is how many know Jesus had a vision and a purpose for the cross? 
How many know Jesus' vision was the cross? Did you know that? He said, this is why I've come right here, to give myself a ransom as many, to lay my life down and give it for, amen, for everyone. That's what the Bible says. So Jesus had vision, didn't he? His vision was the cross. There was nothing that was going to detour Jesus from fulfilling his vision. Amen. He had purpose. He had identity. He knew who he was. He knew exactly who he was. Amen. How many know Jesus knew who he was? And he knew exactly what he came to do. Well, how many know God wants you to have that same confidence? He wants you to know who you are, why you came, and where you're going, right? How you're going to get there. God wants you to know those things. And so I love that about Jesus, that he had vision and he had uh, identity and purpose, and that was the cross. Jesus told people about his vision, and, and some of them believed him, some didn't. Some could see it, some couldn't. And... Um, you know, the Bible says that it makes it clear that the disciples uh, got a hold of that vision, especially when Jesus died. They got a hold of that vision. They said, we're going to fulfill his vision, right? And how many know the Bible says that the same spirit that Jesus had on him to fulfill the will of God is in us? Amen? So the same spirit that was on Jesus, the same passion that Jesus had to fulfill the will of God is in us or can be in us. Amen? And so that's what's important, that the, the vision and purpose. And so when it comes to a church, it's so important that we strongly, really make it clear and strongly uh, advocate our, our vision in our church and, and not just say, oh, well, we got three things out there in the lobby, we got these little banners, we got these little sayings, but how many know that becomes who we are and what we do, right? And so vision helps us do that. And so vision is really a platform for God to move in the earth through a community of people who fully trust him. That's what vision is. Vision is that platform God can move in the earth. And it stands as, as a defense sometimes against the enemy. How many know Jesus used the vision that he had for the cross as a defense from the enemy? It wasn't going to, uh, you know, when Satan uh, came to, to tempt Jesus, he wasn't going to be shaken from the purpose that God had for his life because he he knew the vision that God had for him, right? And so he wasn't going to be shaken. And it also serves as really um, something that we can advance the kingdom of God. So vision is powerful. I'm not going to get into the whole thing about vision. I'll wait till January 1st when we usually talk about vision, right? Anyways, but God's vision really isn't to make us look good, and it's not to keep us preoccupied until Jesus comes. It's really what God wants to do through us, using us to do what he wants to do. How many want to see what God wants to do? How many want to, I want, you know, many people think, well, I want to do what I want to do. I don't know about you, but I want to see God do what he wants to do. Because when God does something, it's way better than what I can do, amen? How many know when God does, moves in a situation, it's way better than what we could ever do, Amen. And God has a way of moving in people's hearts, moving in situations on nations and countries and, and you name it, God can move in so many way, uh, mighty ways. Is that right? So we want to see what God wants to do. We want to be that vessel and that conduit that really allows the Lord to say, Lord, I want you to do what you want to do in my life. Amen. In my community, in my family, in our nation. The Bible makes it clear in Proverbs that it says that without a vision, people perish. I mean, without a vision, people perish. That's why marriages are failing. That's why families aren't successful. That's why uh, businesses aren't successful because they've lost the vision. They have no vision anymore. Come on. They began to perish. They began to, as one uh, uh, translation says, cast off restraint. They don't even care anymore because you don't have a vision anymore. How many know, amen, when you, amen, keep that vision alive in your marriage, amen, it just keeps that romance going. And you have a vision for your family. You have a vision for your job. You have a vision for your future. How many know there's identity and purpose in vision, amen? And the second thing is, is the plans. 
the plan that God has in vision. And this is what I call focused vision. When you have strategy and plans, there is focused vision. There's a lot of people that have good ideas and a lot of big dreams, but they have no plans. They have no goals. How many know if you don't have a plan, it's just a dream? If you don't have any plans, amen, to get there, amen, then you're just going to be going around in circles. You're just going to be a dreamer, amen. How many know plans make a dreamer into a doer, amen? And so you can actually do that. And so this is focused vision. And so here at our church, we really kind of really talk a lot, communicate a lot, plan a lot about having focused vision. In Acts chapter 26, um, when Paul was giving his testimony before um, the governor and he was getting ready to be imprisoned and, and he was giving his testimony, one of the things he talked about when Jesus met him on the road to Damascus and gave him that tremendous call as we see in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 9, we see it. And in Acts 26, he's, he's rehearsing this and he's talking about it again and he's telling about it. And you know what he calls? He, you know what he says that the call of God was on his life? He called the heavenly vision. He said that when God called me to go to the Gentiles and he showed, you know, appeared to me, he said he gave me a heavenly vision. And he said, I have not been disobedient to the heavenly vision. How many want that heavenly vision? Amen. In your life. How many want to be faithful to the heavenly vision, right? Amen. And so whether it's in your personal life or in the church, God has a heavenly vision. You know what that word there, heavenly vision, means to gaze with wide open eyes at something spectacular. Something remarkable, something that is so amazing you can't take your eyes off it, right? Like, let me know, there's only a few like Ferraris in the area. There's only a few people that actually have Ferraris. You ever see one in Williamsport? I mean, maybe you haven't. Maybe some it's rare. It is rare. I got to say that. And uh, but how many have ever seen a really cool car? I mean, Maserati goes downtown or whatever, and you're just like, I can't take my eyes off it. It's beautiful. This is my new dream, right? So um, you just you, you ditch the um, the little Chevy thing you got, and even that's my new dream. I want to do that. Amen. That's focused vision. That's that heavenly vision. Amen. That the Lord has. But how many know God wants us to have a heavenly vision for the kingdom of God? He wants us to have a heavenly vision for what He wants to do in our city. Amen. The vision and idea of how God's going to move and how God's going to be able to feed people and clothe people and give people purpose and jobs and Come on, God wants us to have a vision, doesn't he? Amen. Even about your own life. There's a couple things I just wrote about focus vision. Number one, it's the unseen. When you talk about vision, you've got to talk about the unseen. Well, you don't see it. You just talk about it, right? I mean, when, when God gave the vision to Paul, he couldn't see it, but he heard it, right? And so in Habakkuk, he says, write it down. He said, write it down so what? People can see it. He, he said, you've got to be able to see it. So it's the unseen. It's that part that we can't see, but God knows. God sees it. And so what are those? Those are sometimes dreams, ideas, um, goals, or I mean, not goals, but callings, assignments, appointments. I mean, think of Abraham. God called him to be the father of many nations, and he didn't even have a place to live. He was homeless. <laughs> and he said, you're going to have all this land, right? When God called Noah to build an ark, he didn't even know what rain was. I mean, who, nobody in the neighborhood had a boat. They were just, they were just I mean, they hadn't invented any, any engines or motors or anything. I mean, he just didn't know. Everybody was fishing from the docks, right? He didn't know, right? And then, you know, we think about uh, other people like uh, Moses and, and, and David. When God spoke to them, they, God gave them the unseen. How many know that's vision? So vision is God's viewpoint. It's his viewpoint. It's what God sees. We can't see it, but he sees it. I mean, you know, when God looks at our life sometimes, he looks down and he says, you're going to be successful. And we're like, really? This marriage is going to work. 
Really? <laughs> Amen? Your kids are going to be okay. Really? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's the unseen God speaks to us about. Amen? And so God gives us that vision. The second thing is, it's not just the unseen, but it is the instruction. When God gives a vision, he usually gives instruction. He doesn't just give some type of dream and some type of big idea. He gives instruction how to do it. You remember in the book of Joshua, when Joshua said, look, we're going in the promised land. Nobody has ever seen it. We, but God's heard, we heard about it. God told us about it, right? So what did, God, what did he say? We've got to be careful to do everything God told us to do. How many know that's instruction, right? So God gives us instruction. These are his plans, his goals, his strategy. And a lot of times, God reveals his strategy to us through prophecy. He reveals his heart, the way he wants to move. Amen. So this is his way. So the instruction is his way. And then there's the scene, right? And we're moving along. The scene part, that is, that is his faith. This is the tangible, the achievable, the available. These are finances, people, connections, resources. This is the scene. So when God speaks about vision... He's talking about the unseen, he's talking about the instruction, and then the scene. Eventually, you'll see it, amen. Eventually, you'll get it. I remember standing up here in February of 2019 and declaring that God was going to, this was going to be a year of faith and direction, and God was going to open new doors, and, and God's going to do things that we never saw before, and, and three months later, we owned a building, right? And so we didn't see it, we didn't know it. In fact, the first time we went through and looked at the building at Catherine Street, I was like, Really? Really? I can get it. I mean, I could probably see it more than some other people could see it, and I got to help some people along. No, this is going to be good, I, I think. I mean, no, seriously, it, it could. I mean, it, yes, it will work, right? Amen? But how many know, in April of 2019, we closed on the building, right? We didn't see it in February. We didn't see it in January, but God saw it. Amen? And so there's that vision. And so um, the third thing is partnership. So it's not just purpose and plans, but it is partnership. This is shared vision. And so there's that focused vision, but there's that shared vision. See, because God's vision happens through people. It really does. It happens through uh, really people. And it just doesn't have to be rich people. <laughs> it's just people. Amen. Many people think, well, uh, if you're going to make something happen, it's got to be with people that have resources and money and, and all already have things. But how many know God calls people who don't have anything to give them things so that they can give other people things. Amen. And so a lot of times we see that. And so God's vision happens through people. He needs us. He wants us to work together. He needs us. Amen. To come together and agree. Lord, I want to do your will, but I want to join the church and really join other Christians to do what you want to do in this city. Amen. And so a lot of times there is those, those uh, we see a couple things in the Bible. Let me go through this quick. There are the common goals, right? So there's the common goals and visions and dreams and instructions that God gives for all the church, the global church, right? What is that? That's prayer, that's witnessing, it's fellowship. There's just certain things that all of us need to do. They're his will, right? But how many know God gives us specific things? So a lot of times, that's why the Lord will give a church a specific vision. It, now, they're going to do common things. We've got to love. We've got to serve. How many know those are common? We've got to pray. We've got to fellowship. We've got to witness. Those are all common. But then he says that I've called this particular group of people to do this. This is your niche. This is what you specialize in, or this is what you're good at. This is kind of a few things that are your sweet spot. Amen? So God kind of gives people vision. Then he gives individual people uh, assignments and tasks within that group, that church. Amen? And so there is that. Amen? But it happens through 
people. God gives a vision to a people group through a man, a woman, a small group of people a lot of times, or a couple, and God will give that initial vision. But how many know he begins to gather people around those people to make a larger group of people to fulfill his will, right? And so that continues to grow and gather people to that, and he trusts people, and he entrusts that people group and the gifts, and he invests in them, and he begins to pour in, amen, so that he can do what he wants to do through those people. Isn't that pretty cool? I mean, I want God to do what he wants to do, amen. And so it's part of that larger puzzle and part of that larger plan of fulfilling God's desires. Um, And the reason is, is because not one person and not one church can do it or should do it or can do it, amen? How many know there's not one church that is called to do it all and can do it all? There's not one person that can do it all and is called to do it all, amen? So that's why, look at Abraham and Noah and Moses and Joseph, those things, the Bible says that these things were bigger than them. They were bigger than one person. And so when God gives a vision, it's bigger than one person. How many know, I mean, I don't know about you, but um, if you talk to me long enough, you'll, you'll, you'll hear me really say, you know, like, this thing's huge, <laughs> Like, the vision God's given us, like, this, this scares me. It's, like, big. You know, and I ride down the road sometime, and I like, get excited. I'm like, yeah, we're going to do it, and then turn around thinking, I don't know about that. Like, this is huge. Like, God, what you're showing me is just huge. It's like, I don't know if we can do this, right? But how many know God brings us together because you've got a skill, I've got a skill, you've got callings and giftings, I've got callings and giftings, but we've got to do it together, Amen. And we got to do it so God gives that, that's that partnership. Let me just give you a side note quickly before we move on to the last point, And that is this, bad culture will destroy great vision. So it doesn't matter how great the vision is. If you have bad culture among your people, among the church or community, it's going to destroy a great vision. You can have great ideas. You can have great resources. You can have everything in place. But if people don't get along, if they don't love each other, if not willing to serve each other, if everybody wants to be in charge and there's turf wars and there's all kinds of fighting going on and disunity, how many know you can have a great vision, but it'll never happen because you have bad culture? Right? So how many know that healthy culture is that that's on all of us? It's not just on me as the pastor or the leadership. That's on all of us. How many know healthy culture in a group and community of people is on all of us? Right? And so that's that partnership. We all got to do this. How many know when Jesus calls us into the harvest field, he says he calls us really all together. Why? Because it's so big. It's so huge. We've got to work together. Amen? How many know there's those that sow, there's those that till, there's those that sow, there's those that irrigate, there's those that, uh, you know, reap the harvest, there's those that take care of the harvest, amen? How many know there's so many things to do in, this, in, this, in the kingdom? So all of us have to play our part. Every one of us are responsible for healthy culture, amen? I love the scripture in, Isaiah, in Ezra chapter t- uh, 10, and this was a awesome picture about working together in a vision. In Ezra chapter 10, verses 4 and 5, Ezra said this. He said this to the people. He said, arise, for this matter is your responsibility. We also are with you. In other words, the leadership team, we're ready to do it. He said, but this really comes on you too. And so this is the response. The Bible said that Ezra arose and made the leaders of the priests and the Levites and all the Israel swear an oath and promise to each other that they would do it according to God's way. And the Bible says they promised each other, they swore an oath, and the Bible says they rose up and they did it. <laughs> I mean, no, that's what God's looking for, people that are going to do it. 
There's a lot of people that sit by and let the pastors do it. There's a lot of people that sit by, waited for everybody else to do it. But then there's the people that really understand vision. They understand identity. They understand purpose. And they're like, I'm going to make this happen. Like, I'm getting involved. I'm going to do this thing. Amen? Amen. It's, it's one thing to come into the parking lot and come through the door, sit in the seat, leave. It's another thing to be part of the parking lot team, the greeters team, the children's ministry, the youth ministry, the worship team. Amen. The leadership team. How many know there's a, that's a whole different thing, right? Amen. Why? Because there's a, there's a bunch of people that stepped up in the church and said, you know what? I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to make this happen. Amen. And so we really want to talk about that. So the fourth thing is, is provision. And I just, I, I don't have a lot to really share about provision other than that God's going to take care of, amen, what he calls us to. That's really what it is. It's support for the vision. And, you know, there's a lot of times that I, you know, the Lord speaks all these things. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And in my mind, I'm like thinking right away, wow, that's going to take a lot of money. It's going to take a lot of resources. It's going to take a lot of skilled people to do that. But how many know that's up to the Lord? When God calls us to do something, amen, he's going to provide, Right? And then he's going to give other people the resources to help with that provision. So provision is part of vision, right? It really is. It's support for the vision. And, you know, where there's vision, there's provision. I like to think of it this way. This is what I heard a long time ago. Uh, A preacher told me this. Where God leads, he feeds. Where he guides, he provides. Where he points, he anoints. Amen? I mean, I don't know. Whatever God calls you to, he's going to supply the need. Amen? Isn't that great? And I love that about the Lord. Amen. And that's not just in church. That's in your family, in your marriage, in your business. Amen. If God calls you to it, he's going to provide. Amen. And going back to our text in Habakkuk chapter 2, he said it's an appointed time. It's going to happen. It's not going to tarry. It's going to happen. God's going to do what he said he's going to do. He just needs a bunch of people that are convinced he's going to do it. Amen. And so he said, and, and I believe that God will do it. How many believe that what God said he's going to do it. I said, what God said, he's going to do it. If the Lord said he's going to have a people in the earth that are going to give him praise and give him glory, he's going to do it. If the Lord said that all earth, everyone in heaven, under heaven and in heaven is going to bow down to the name of Jesus, that's what's going to happen. Amen. Every tongue is going to confess. That's just going to happen. Amen. And how many know you read the book of Revelation, Ezekiel, Daniel, and you realize there's just some things that God's going to do, period. He's just going to do it. And what God said, he's going to do. And I don't know about you, but I'm a person that I was raised that when God said something, you just believed it. You say, well, that's kind of foolish. No, that's smart. Because if God spoke the worlds into being with just one word, how many know if he speaks over your life, it's going to happen? Amen. If God can speak and stretch out the stars in a moment in time, create the world in six days, amen, and on the seventh day, rest, amen, even create man in between there, amen, what God said, he's going to do. And I don't know what God told you in your heart about this next year, this last year, and a lot of things might have happened, but what God said, he's going to do, amen. And it may not be in your lifetime, but God's going to do it, amen. And what God said, he's going to do. And I believe that with all my heart. The Bible says in 2 Peter, the Lord is not slack concerning what he's spoken. He's going to be careful to watch over what he spoke until it comes to pass. Amen. How many know heaven and earth will pass before, amen, and, and, and God's word will never pass. That's what the Bible says. Jesus said that heaven and earth will pass. That's a prophecy. It will pass away, but God's word will never pass away, amen. And so that's why we build on the word of God. And so every promise from God, I've noticed this, every promise from God can be delayed, but not denied. Amen. 
God's will can be delayed but not denied. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. If God has to wait for a generation to die and raise up a new generation, that's what he's going to do. Amen. I mean, oh, come on. That's what he did in, the, in, in, in Exodus. That's what he did. He said, I had to wait for that generation to die off to raise up a new generation. It's going to believe me beyond a shadow of a doubt that when I speak, there's no questions asked. They're just going to run. They're just going to do it. Amen? And so that's why it's important we write the vision, we make it plain, we read it thoroughly, but we've got to run with it. Amen? Amen? Because what God spoke, he's going to do. And so for, really, really, for our church and for River Valley Church, we're a people who are loving, growing, and reaching. That's who we are. We believe that God has amazing plans for us, not just, amen, next year, but 10 years, 20 years from now, and we will accomplish everything God spoke together. Do you believe that? I believe that with all my heart. Amen. That's the vision of the Lord. That's what Vision Sunday really is all about. Amen. If you see in your brochure, I just want to uh, go through this today because there's a few things I want to cover, and we're excited about being able to do this year-end offering. We did it last year and saw such an uh, um, amazing response, and God had blessed that and still is blessing that. And so we, we really feel in our heart there's a few things that we want to, um, by faith, give to and, and do in the next year and uh, just say, Lord, well, we're just going to put it out there, and you, you're going to provide, you're going to bless people, you're going to really bless the church in doing it. Amen. But the first thing we just want to look out, uh, look at is just how thankful we are. All the things that the Lord has done in, in this last year, and really I don't, can't cover it all, but just a few things um, that we're excited about and really thankful for, um, for what the Lord has done, is uh, really uh, kind of, uh, we got a new sign on the back of the building. It was part of our rebranding. We still got to get new signs on the two fronts so that this people in the downtown and people driving by can tell um, we're River Valley Church. And we kind of just put these two little banners up here, these two little uh, things on the side just temporarily. And the other day I was like, oh, that was temporary. <laughs> we got to take those down. We got to put new ones up. So um, anyway, so, you know, we wanted, we've done that and, and we're going to be doing that. But then um, we keep renovating at the Outreach Center. We keep uh, moving forward there, and, and, and I'm so excited about that. I think we've lost this side. Okay, so these sides. So I'm going to look back here. Anyways, so a um, couple of things we have did is this last summer, we actually... Um, dug really this huge project of... We dug up pretty much the whole property, almost three acres, um, and really we just kind of um, um, put in... Um, new piping and drainage for really the um, runoff from the roof, but also the whole lawn area was a little soupy, so we kind of got that, and, um, and you really can't do it right without the right people, so you'll see in the center, we had the right people on the job, right, so it was, it was amazing, we got it done, and uh, so that was a huge uh, project that we did, and uh, just to give you an update, that the bathrooms and the uh, meeting room are really taking shape, we got new windows in, and so all of the, all of the, the outreach center has all brand new windows and uh, so we're excited about that and amen right and so I'm excited about the meeting room so on the on the far right you can't really see it. it's really bad and uh, one of the um, our goals in giving is going to fix this problem I'll explain that in a second anyways so we've got all so really kind of the, there's a, a few things we're doing and it's not too long we're ready for drywall and before you know it, it there's carpet paint and then we're praying in there right so it's going to be really good so we're, we're moving forward in there in, in this last year well actually um, a couple of years ago the Lord opened the door that we were able to purchase a property and we purchased a property across the street from the OC uh, in 2021 and then this last year we uh, remodeled it and finished 
finished it. And as of January 1st, we have people renting there. And so um, we're going to be doing that. And then this last September, the Lord uh, opened up another door to buy our second property across the street from the OC. And we have renters in there. And so we own those two properties. That's uh, two half acre uh, lots there. And uh, so as we got moving along, we were like, hey, uh, we believe the Lord's, you know, for the future expansion and development of uh, buying properties, owning businesses, and part of the job and life skills program eventually, um, we really needed to start an LLC. So we actually did that. We started an LLC. So that was really exciting. So all those, uh, all, all the kind of the money and the finances there will go to take care of those properties and, and uh, really kind of move forward in the future of, of investing and other things. And then also we had a uh, kind of our ministry expansion, what I call, or giving, and uh, we were able to give to so many more um, local uh, ministries and organizations this year, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, our goal is, is that eventually, uh, here, here's a big vision for you, amen, that our church is going to give $1 million in missions, and then, amen? Wow, Okay. Amen. So the sermon went over great. All right. So we're going to give a million dollars in missions. I mean, seriously, what's a million dollars to the Lord? Amen. So that's our goal. Amen. So we're going to do that. So we were able to do that. And really, it's part of just God expanding, enlarging uh, our missions in our church here, near, and far. That's part of our outreach is that God wants us to minister here, near, and far. And so we're going to see the Lord do that. Amen. And so um, really, we're just thankful for what the Lord has done this last year. And uh, there were some things that we weren't able to do. We had to cancel and weren't able to do that, but that's okay. Then there's some things that were geared up. We're going to be doing them next year. So we're excited about that. So really, what it is about today is Vision Sundays. I'm just going to wind down with this is giving, giving towards what we feel the Lord is calling us to do. And uh, there's a lot of projects and a lot of events and a lot of things going on, but we really felt there's just a couple things that we wanted to focus on this year. So one of them was um, our ministry development, right? So these are our giving goals starting um, today. We're going to be giving next week as well. And then the following week, all the way up until December 31st, um, you can give um, online at the office in person. Anyways, ministry development. So um, really, we need some media upgrades, okay? So one of the things that we really uh, want to move towards, and we're going to move towards uh, slowly but surely, we want to do a big LED wall, right? So there is uh, these two projectors here. Um, it's kind of like, you know, this is, you know, it, it's, they're really old. And if you know technology, I mean, we're just basically just making them work. I mean, they're just shy of being... Uh, uh, like the projectors that you saw in school. Remember that? Okay, so this is like one step up from that. That's how old they are. Anyways, so uh, we've had them for a long time. We really have a lot of problems with them and messing with them. But what we want to do is we want to get an LED wall that's bright and brilliant, and it's amazing, super clear, and uh, it's really going to um, be able to help you see things better and communicate some things better. And also um, our online presentation and, and just the way our online, uh, we want to kind of beef that up a little bit. Also, we're going to be um, kind of upgrading some of our security cameras. Again, um, they're just shy of being like battery-operated fakies. Um, so we've had them for a long, long time. We need to upgrade. Um, there's actually been a couple situations this year that we really needed to, um, you know, depend on our security cameras. And it was like, well... Right, So we want to we beef that up on the outside of the building, especially our security cameras and everything. Um, and uh, so that's kind of a thing. And then our wireless, te wireless technology um, and really training more members. We really need some more people to come on board with our media department. We want to do that. Now, what we want to do is like, so last month was our baptism Sunday, right? How many were here for that? 
How many got baptized? You were really here for that, right? Okay, so um, we're gonna have one in February, okay? But this time, we wanna do it as part of our worship service, and we want everybody to see who's giving, the, really committing the Lord to the, uh, their life to the Lord. So we're gonna bring the trough right out here, but we need wireless technology that's gonna be able to put it up on the screen so that everybody can sit back in your seat and cheer, and you know, you're gonna be able to see it. It's gonna be great, okay? So we wanna work on things like that, and um, it's just some, a few things that, you know, um, we want to do. So kind of the really technology. I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, technology is a waste of money uh, and, or it's just like I don't understand and I don't see it. That's okay. One of the things you can do is just write check and then just give it by faith, okay? So it's okay if you don't understand. Just say, okay, yeah, I'm just going to do it anyways. All right. So that's great. Just trust Brother M Michael and myself and some others that we're going to get it done. We're going we're gonna to do it. All right. We got, we got a good crew. And then the second thing is kind of our giving goals this year we want to focus on is kind of the Valley Kids space remodel downstairs. Um, kind of the campus development here at our church. Um, you know, if, if you're uh, really kind of worked in Valley Kids and your parent there, I mean, it's wonderful. They do an amazing job and uh, they just need some more improvements downstairs to kind of make it more kid-friendly and just a little bit better. We've talked about it for a long time, but we want to do that. And we just love what the, uh, the Valley Kids are doing. We absolutely love it. We want to make it a little bit better for them down there and, uh, and kind of just make it, make it a little bit more fun and kid-friendly friendly and, and fit are really our growing needs. And so there's a lot of the, some of the classes I believe are growing and, and so we want to really be able to do that. We are limited here in the space with our building. And so um, another, another big vision there is that, you know, there's going to be a day that God will allow us to be, build a bigger church or a nice church that will have, be able to have really cool children's ministry facilities. I think I just lost everybody on that. Amen. What's going to happen? We're going to do it, right? And so, whatever. And so, um, really, here's our response. What can we give, do today? What, what can we do today? Number one, I want you to just pray today. I want you to be able to pray with us. Amen. That we're going to be, we have so many other projects going on. We have so many other events coming up. Um, and we're having a director's meeting today after church talking about all that we have to do this next year. So tons and tons of things happening. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to uh, see uh, really our church bless the whole East End area. I want to bless their families. I want to bless single moms and single dads and, and teenagers and kids. I want to see kids gather at the OC and really do sports camps and, and all kinds of activity days. And, and uh, how many would like, like to see, I would love to see a marriage encounter at the Outreach Center, amen, where we open it up to the whole neighborhood for free, and we just say, come, we'll give you free material, how do you have your, a better marriage, raise your kids, and hear what God has in store for your life, amen. So there's a lot of things that we wanna do, um, and, but it just takes, uh, so we gotta pray. So we're asking you first and foremost to pray. Pray for, the, pray for everyone that gives, that they would be blessed beyond they can imagine. Pray that God sends in people that we don't even know that come and support what God is doing. Amen. Just pray that God miraculously meets every need. Pray that, um, that we can do it, that we have really the strength to do it, the courage to do it, the, the foresight to do it, and, and just pray for us. That's what we need. Amen. You thought I was going to say give money first. No, I'm, we need prayer first. That's what we need first. We need you to pray. Pray. And then pray and ask the Lord, what can I do? How can I give? Can I give my time? Can I give money? Can I give resources? Can I give, um, you know, anything? What can I give? So pray and ask the Lord what you can do and how you can be a part. And then the second thing we want you to do is we want you to give, right? So that's what you can do. You can certainly give today. 
Give to the things that we're doing. Give to, um, you know, and in the future we'll be giving to uh, the ministries, to missions, to all kinds of things. But this year we focused on these two things. Um, but give. Give from your heart. The Bible says that you got to give from your heart. I mean, uh, the worst worst person who gives is person who regrets it. Someone who's really uh, having a hard time with giving it. You know, please don't do that. Just give from your heart. Give in proportion to how God has blessed you. If God has really blessed you this year, um, you know, bless somebody else. How many know that's the best way to get blessed more from the Lord? Jesus said, if you want more, give more away. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. In the kingdom, it does, right? So give in proportion, and then give specifically. Focus on a need. Focus on something we're doing. Give in that way. Give in faith. Give by faith. I, I'm, there's so many times where I would say almost every time, every time that my wife and I give, it, it is by faith. It's, it's like, Lord, you've got to multiply this. Lord, we're giving to you and to work and your people and to your thing. And so we, we're giving to his thing and we want God to bless our thing. And so if you want your thing to be blessed, how many know we give to God's thing so many times? Amen. And so focus, give in faith, believing that God can multiply your gift. Amen. I don't know about you, but how many know, amen, a lot of people think about money when they come to giving. But how many know there was a young boy that came and he brought food to, to, to a meeting? Right? And what did Jesus do? He multiplied the food for everybody. And so even if it's just that, I'm not saying bring fish. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. All right. But whatever you can do to give. And so I want to just encourage you as we close and get ready to stand on our feet. As we look forward to a new year, I want us to partner together and, and come together in the purpose of God and the things of God. Amen. For 2024. How many will say, yeah, I'm going to do that. Amen. Come on, let's stand on our feet today. Amen. We're going to pray. Before we leave here today, amen. So thankful for Vision Sunday, just Vision Sunday. You know, I, I want to encourage you, if you haven't been over at the Outreach Center for a while, um, you just come over, stop by, or whatever, and, and just now we've got windows. You can actually look in all the windows before you couldn't see it, and uh, we got to cover some up because we don't want too many people looking in there. And uh, yeah, anyways, yeah. And um, so, you know, I want to encourage you also to, you know, just if you have some time during the week, just to um, get a hold of, uh, of Steve Ulmer. He's our construction manager. Just get a hold of him and say, can I do something? Is there something I can do? Maybe during the week I can just kind of, you know, um, anything. There's a lot to do. Whatever I can do. Maybe it's an hour, two hours, three hours. Just give uh, part of your day, amen, to the outreach center. I think that would be so important, amen, to do that. And also, um, we will be having work days. So, yeah, we're going to look for um, those days. But we also just want to say, hey, if you you got some time, um, you know, we got a job. So, um, but also... I I want to just go back over this real quick is that vision is God's idea. See, God, it's God's desire, God's will. Many people think that a church operates by all the people have to do what the pastor wants to do, what his vision is. This is not my vision. Amen? This isn't for me. This is for the Lord. So this isn't like everybody's giving. No, no we're all in this together, working for what God has called all of us to do together. Amen? We're just humbly walking and saying, Lord, we're trusting that we're walking in that vision. Keep us as a leadership team walking in the vision you have for this people. Amen, right? And so how many know it takes this people doing what they're supposed to do, and it takes those people, those people, the, all the churches doing what they're supposed to do, and together we can do what God wants us to do. Amen. So that's, that's our heart. Amen. Is that there's purpose and plans and partnership and provision. And so let's just really determine in our heart to work together and see God, God do what he wants to do in 2024. Amen. Come on, let's pray.